0: From the Ecology Prime studios, this is Circle for Original Thinking. I am your host, Galena Patricio Perry. Welcome to Circle for Original Thinking, America's electronic talking circle for visionary thinkers. An open forum for fresh ideas and timeless wisdom applied to today's political and ecological challenges. Each week, we bring together creative thinkers from a variety of different traditions. We ask the hard questions on the important issues of the day. Political polarization, climate change, virulent viruses, and other symptoms of humanity being out of balance with the natural world. Our goal is to recreate a sacred world and a sacred America, a new and improved version of E Pluribus Unum. From the many to the one. But this time, not leave anybody out. Join us as we embark on this quest. Now this being the inaugural podcast of Circle for Original Thinking, I want to say just a few words about the show and and why I'm doing it. I have written two books, Original Thinking and Original Politics, Original Thinking, a Radical Revision, Time, Humanity and Nature, and Original Politics, Making America Sacred Again. The first is a philosophy book that traces the origin of our consciousness to nature herself. So you might call it a work of eco-psychology. The second original politics in a similar way expands the definition of politics to include the natural world. And that's hopefully how we make politics sacred again. Now today we're going to, we're going to have some exciting, wonderful guests on the, on the program and we'll be discussing COVID-19, the big ecological picture, calling in from the High Sierra Nevada de Santa Marta Mountains in Colombia is Mamaduiku. He's one of the spiritual elders of the Arhuaco people. And the Sierra Nevada de Santa Marta Mountains are known to the Arhuaco, the Kogi, the Wiwa, and the Canquamo as the heart of Mother Earth. And we're also joined by Amanda Bernard Carlo, a native Colombian, who's also a professor of biology and the president of The Great Balance, an organization that works closely with the MAMOS. And we're joined by Susan Kaulani stanton who's Haudenosaunee, Native Hawaiian, and vice president of The Great Balance and the founder of the Grandmother's Circle of the Earth Foundation. And uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to the guests. Can you hear me well? Can you hear me, Mama Duico? Mama Duico, ¿puedes oírme? Very, good. Beautiful. Amanda, hello. Present. Present. <laughs> <laughs> and Susan. Susan, how are you?
1: Very good, thank you. Also present. And oh, also present. Everyone.
0: Present and accounted for. <laughs> okay. Well, we're actually recording this on July 4th. It's very interesting that we're recording this on July 4th, um, the birthday of America. It was on July 4th, 1744, that Chief Canas Astego, the Onondaga chief, uh, suggested the very idea of American colonies uniting, um, and, uh, it took 32 years after that. That was done on July 4th, 1744. It was it was July 4th, 1776, when America declared its independence. Next week we'll be joined by Honanashoti Elder Orin Lyons, and also by Bruce Johansson, a scholar of the influence of Native America on the founding of the United States. But this week we're going to be talking about COVID-19, the big ecological picture. And when I think about that, I, I think about, uh, my experience in dialogue circles that were inspired by David Bohm and also by Leroy Littlebear, a Plains Indian. Uh, so the, the kind of dialogues that I've done are a hybrid of Plains Indian talking circle and, and, uh, and David Bohm's dialogue. And David Bohm, who also worked a lot with the Indian sage, Krishnamurti, he thought that thought itself acted a lot like a virus. That thought moved quickly from one person to another. and That's how it pervaded societies. Now thought thinks it isn't doing anything. That it's just observing reality as it is, but it's actually creating reality. You know, thought builds structures, thought builds ideologies. Thought builds the kinds of the kinds of boxes in which we might uh, see our world, what we sometimes call paradigms. In some sense, thought creates the world and not just human thought. According to many indigenous philosophies, all of nature thinks plants, trees, rocks, rivers, oceans, and maybe even viruses. So my question for my guest is, are viruses alive and intelligent? Are viruses alive and intelligent? And if so, what is their message for the United States and the world? Now, I do have a talking staff here that I'm going to virtually present all the way over to Colombia, to Mamo Duico. I have very long arms, Mamo Duico, so reach out. And give him the talking stat. And first Amanda Amanda Bernard Carlo will be translating for him. So there'll be a moment. Are viruses alive and intelligent? If so, what is their message for the United States and world?
1: It says Um
2: First I want to offer my gratitude to the Creator, to the source. To our father, Bunkwakuki, that is the son. And also to everything that exists on our world. And particularly, my greetings go from the sacred sites of the Sierra Nevada. And particularly, the sacred, the sacred site of Kanoteti. What is the sacred site when Mama Duawiko is right now? And he says that um Thank you for inviting him to this dialogue and answering the question for the Mamos, everything that exists, everything that is a manifestation of suffering or um, challenging is a manifestation of something that we are not doing right for them. They are given the right to everything that exists because they have their own teachers. They are the, their own um, essence, their own elementals. Everything has the right to exist. And in this case, in reference to this um, challenge that we are facing together, for the mammals, they are the teachers they are offering us an opportunity to do a reflection on what we are doing right, what we are doing wrong. We talk about consciousness, but for the mammals, the consciousness is a, to do the or to comply with a sacred law. It's a law that gives rise to everything that exists. This disease that is um, affecting us today, they are putting in ourselves a lot of fear. And the reason, or the way that the mammoth is playing what is the situation, is because we have learned to build our own world as an illusion. And we forget, as we are creating this world, that there are natural worlds and natural laws that govern those uh, natural worlds. Everything in nature is controlled by a right law, by a sacred law. Everything in nature, they call it the elementals. So the plants, animals, all the kingdoms, they have elementals. Elementals are mm. the essence of everything that exists. And in our desire to progress, to move forward, to create a better world, we are forgetting the laws of these elementals. And that's the reason why these elementals are working now almost against us. You talk about love, but for you love has certain definition that is different from the mama's definition of love. The mama's definition of love is to respect everything that exists. Is to respect the order, to maintain the harmony, the harmony between human beings, harmony between humans and nature, nature and the law. So they are all, always recognizing and trying to observe if this law is the man is manifesting in this harmony. When harmony is absent, immediately the mammals know that they have to act they do offerings that they call the pagamentos. Mm. And in these pagamentos, they are trying to balance what is in, is not in balance. They are trying to see in which way we, the humans, are not keeping the order, the natural rights, the govern that every elemental in nature has the right to do. So the invitation is to work with Mother Earth. With all the kingdoms, because the more that they see what we are facing today with the virus, they see that we are totally ignorant of those laws. We are not observing them. We are not even trying to understand them. Because in the um, society, in the Western society, of what they call the Bonachis, Bonachis is everybody who is not an Arawako. <laughs> So in the Bonacci world, we are so busy trying to move forward with what we call development. And for us, whatever it doesn't help, when that development is not good. So these not good things are manifesting today. They are telling us that they are very unhappy. And COVID-19 is one of the examples of the manifestation on this unhappiness that is going on around the world. So the invitation of the mammoths is just to observe the natural law that is perhaps the most sacred law of the universe and of the mammoths. This is his answer.
0: Thank, thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Mama Divico. beautiful thoughts. So, okay. Muchas gracias. Uh so um I'm going to ask you, Amanda, to put on another hat and uh <laughs> you're going to be changing lots of hats here and uh now uh I turn the question over to you. This is Circle for Original Thinking, and I turn the question over to you. And the question is again, it's are viruses alive and intelligent?
1: Well and, it, um, and,
0: and if so what is their message for the United States and the world?
2: Well, you know, uh, in the scientific world, and this is the first thing that we teach our students when we are teaching about the viruses, is that we are still arguing if the viruses are living organisms because they don't do anything for that is natural in a living organism. To define life, you don't have a sentence because there is no sentence that can define it. We define it based on the properties of the living organisms, the common properties. Viruses, they don't follow any of these properties. They don't grow. They don't do metabolism. They don't react to the environment. So they they are not living things. But, however, what they do, and they do very, very well, is to use other cells that we are going to call the host cells, and they become masters of these cells. Viruses are highly specialists. They and they are experts on affecting a given type of organ on plants, animals. So we don't have a virus that is the trade of all worlds. They, no, that is they are highly specialized on certain type of cells. So what is a virus? Essentially, a virus is a piece of DNA and a capsule that is dictated by that type of DNA. It's a protein. That's it. Protein and a capsule. And I very much agree with Mama Duwawiko. They are so insignificant that we think that we can manipulate them very easily. And today, we see that the viruses are intelligent forms of life, no doubt. Now, there are two different types of viruses. ones that they have the DNA and the capsule, but others instead of having the DNA, they have the messenger of the DNA, that is the RNA. Usually these are called the retroviruses and they are more aggressive when they are attacking um, any host cell. And part of the aggressiveness has to do with a very powerful mechanism that is almost unique in the living organisms, is that they take the RNA and transform that RNA into a DNA. It's a very sophisticated step because it's going backwards in nature. The most natural thing is the DNA that cannot leave the nucleus of the cell is going to send a message to the factory of the proteins about the recipe for a given protein. And that messenger is called the RNA. But these viruses, they don't have the DNA. So they have to transform that RNA into DNA because DNA is the dogma of life. A given piece of DNA is present in a bacteria, virus, in a human being. They are going to produce the same protein because they follow the same discipline. They speak the same language. So it's like what you said, one sentence in any language, if a sentence is correctly translated, the meaning is the same. Same thing with the retroviruses. Now, what is going on with COVID-19? COVID-19 it occurs naturally. And there is something very important that we have to consider. If the virus, it's outside the host, it's in equilibrium. Equilibrium is different than balance in, in biology. Mm-hmm. Equilibrium means death, it's neutral, it's not active. Balance is a constant dialogue between the cell and the environment around it. So once that the virus enters into a host cell, Is going to play the role of that host cell, but according to the virus's law, because the first thing that this virus is going to do is to kill the DNA of the host cell. So it's like somebody takes our home, destroys all the residents in that home, and suddenly start controlling everything in that house. The virus does the same thing. So you know. COVID-19 is a very complex virus because it's attacking first, a specific type of cells. But now we are wondering because it has very uh, different mechanisms. It's not just only the lungs. Today we know that it's affecting also the kidneys, the brain, the blood vessels, you name it. And the main power of this molecule is in the enzyme that helps the virus to transform that RNA into a DNA. Mm. So you see, we are the ones manipulating nature, very much what the mammal is saying. We are manipulating these microscopic creatures and took them from a place that they were neutral and put them in the drone environment and they just start reacting. The drone environment today are the humans. The wrong environment before were the animals. Many people say these viruses were present first on the bats. In there, they were neutral. But suddenly we did something with these viruses that now they are out of balance and they are trying to balance themselves. And that's the reason why they are using the human body.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I can go on and on and on, but <laughs> I think,
0: I Thank hope you. that this is. Thank you. That's very beautiful. And now I'm concerned. I introduced myself as the host of the show, but <laughs> now you're, you're talking about viruses looking for hosts. So maybe I'm going to come up with a different name for that. But, but you uh, could be a
2: better host.
0: Uh, uh, what? <laughs> be uh, a
2: better host. Uh, uh, I can uh, just, uh, say, just offer the welcoming to these virus and pretty, please, please remove fear.
0: Well, that's a good point. I mean, that's so we can speak to these viruses. We can can kind of, so there could be a way to actually host as a welcoming, but we'll say, okay, you know, I've done that with mosquitoes that might work. I'm not sure about COVID-19. Mosquito, I can say, okay, you can get a little, okay, that's enough. All right. But anyway. Uh, we turn the question over to Susan Kayolani stanton are viruses alive and intelligent? And if so, what is their message for the United States and the world?
1: Okay, thank you very much. Well, my initial reaction is to say, may I go home now? <laughs> but I'm already home. So that means that I, I have to be where I am. So I want to uh, begin as uh Mamo Duarico said, first, I would like to <clears throat> take a moment to thank Creator for the opportunity that I have, that we all have to be together now in our circle with the balance, the great balance um, that we are all so committed to um, restoring and maintaining and holding and then losing and then finding and, and maintaining and maintaining. It's that whole cycle that keeps going. I would like to start by saying that I don't have the scientific background. I don't have um, a lot of experience, but I can say that I would like to begin this very first part by sharing a little song, just a little one with Mama Dorico and with Amanda and with Glenn and, um, I want to do this because when I was in the Sierra, which is a life-changing experience for me, I had that opportunity to to put some songs into the mountains and into the trees and into the water, and I'm so thankful for that. I wanted to let Amanda know to share with Mama Dorico that although I take a bath every day, I promise, I have both my bracelets still on, and I'm not sure why, but every day I, I Touch them, and I put my hands on them, and I thank the mamas for this experience that they have given me, my elder brothers, to teach me to be able to carry the message the best way I can. So this is just a little song. It's a little song I sing to the babies when they're here with me or my grandchildren when they were little, um, and it goes like this. Yo, ho, nay. Yo, hey, yah, nay. Yo, hi, yo, hey, yah. Yo, hi, yo. Howie, howie, nay, guy. Now, now, hey, Yo, ho, honey, nay. Yo, hey, yah, nay. Yo, hi, yo, hey, yah. Yo, hi, yo. Howie Howie May Maui may, may. So in my little apartment, there's only me and my two dogs. And so they get to hear that song. Um, not often, but often enough. And so I wanted to share that. And in response to your question about the virus, um, are they alive and do they have intelligence? I can say from my perspective that everything is alive, that everything has intelligence. It's the degree of intelligence, and it's the definition of intelligence and life that determines that. So as I've been watching as a grandmother, which is really what I can speak to with some form of authority. Um, what I see is happening is this evolution of, as was mentioned, um, of fear. And fear seems to be what is coming up. And it began, of course, you know, as we saw with the, the older people, the people who had respiratory challenges to begin with, um, but now it's it's morphing and moving. And apparently from what I'm reading, which I try not to read too much, um, it's affecting the children. And it's leaving itself in our cells, in our DNA, and it's going to be affecting for quite some time. We don't know from what I can see what the total implication is of this virus in our life. And what it's doing from what I can see is it's removing what we have held to as reality what we have comforted ourselves by believing that that we are the greatest in the world and that there's no higher um being on the food chain than us and that we had all the answers we we can, you know, command the oil and the water and um we are in charge of the land and, and even the sacred sites, you know, we were able to shut down because of this virus so that nobody could go to their places to pray. I mean, this is not the first time it's happened, but I don't think it's ever happened on such a a big scale where we realize now the degree of powerlessness that, that we hold. And, but what are we powerless with regard to? Is it the virus itself or is it our own fear? And, um, the message that I personally have been receiving by watching the way this is all working is that We are the ones who are giving power to our fears. It's us. And in knowing that, that in and of itself gives us the ability to change the direction of the way things are going. We just have to choose not to be in fear. We have to understand that, you know, all life includes both the doorway in and the doorway out. Birth and death are two ends of the same um story you know we'll never have um an ending to anything death is never the end of anything it's just another doorway and when we remember that and we realize that and we can accept that in our existence it changes everything in our know, ability to to comprehend and i loved um what amanda said about clearing the DNA of the cell that that's what this virus is doing. And it is, it's clearing the. it's clearing everything. I mean, it's clearing government and it's clearing financial institutions and it's clearing the way we look at each other. Now we can only see each other above our mask, you know, and, and, just when we all thought that we were going to be able to go to the beach again, now we're back around here. We're back in our masks again where we are limited in what we can do and, and what we can experience and how we can relate to each other. And, uh, I went on a little trip for, um, a few days, 14 states. And in every state, in every city that we went to, in every place, people were looking at it differently and reacting and responding to it differently. And I think that's really important. I think that's the message we decide, we choose, we give life, we give intelligence, we give power by the choices that we make in turning that over. But if we hold it within our hearts with love, then there's the opportunity to mitigate that and to realize that we're all simply part of the cycle of life, and this, too, is a part
0: of that cycle. Uh-huh, let me take this. Oh, oh, very beautiful thoughts. Thank you. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Mamo
1: Duwiku.
2: Mamo Duwiku is saying that for the mamos, the universe, And everything that exists creates a magnetic field, and this magnetic field is also becoming a reality based in our works, thoughts, and actions. For the mammals, the COVID was always with us. The COVID was always with us. But now, because we have um, abused the... Mamo? Mamo? estoy traduciendo, por favor, no un momento. So when the COVID becomes out of balance because of our attitude or our actions, now we have to work with this COVID in darkness because we are trapped. In the darkness of the COVID, because the darkness of the COVID is the imbalance of the virus. That is the reason that we are so afraid. We are afraid of every change. We are afraid of aging, failure, um, poverty, uncertainty, and the virus is bringing all of these aspects into our life. So that's the reason we are opening for the mammals the codification that we need to work on, there are in three different forms, in the spirit, in the darkness, in light. And they know that they have to help Kobe to become balanced to the place that it belongs because it's not new. So for them also, they said, it's not only with the COVID. Everything in nature, everything in the universe, when it becomes out of balance, immediately the, mess, the first manifestation is suffering. And that's what the mammals are trying to find. What is the way? As Susan said, everything is connected. Yes, connected not only in this physical plane, but also in the different dimensions. So the mammals are inviting us to change our words our thoughts, our actions, and complying with what is right. That we are violating the rights of every other elementals because mm-hmm. we are totally ignorant. We are not recognizing that they exist and that they have these rights. And when they are, or the, their rights are being observed, we are in good balance. So they are asking us to work on that also to reduce our need to empower ourselves to slavery others, not only humans, but other elements of nature. So this is the universe law that they see is based on on love for life, love for ourselves, more for uh, love for Mother Earth. And everything we will come in balance when we accept that it is in our hearts, in our attitude, in our souls, that we have to change and to bring everything to the right place, to respect everything. For the mammals, COVID-19, the virus cannot be destroyed. It doesn't need to be destroyed. It has to be back to the balance to where it belongs.
0: I feel so full from what has been spoken. Mama Duiko saying love, love needs to be reframed as respect. Everything has a right to exist. Wow. Amanda's speaking from a biological point of view that you wouldn't consider uh, if you have a definition of, li- of a living organism, a virus wouldn't qualify for that. Um, but the virus together with a host body be- creates life. But there is something there that's a life force. There's something coming through. There's some message coming through. and uh, uh, And I am very touched by the messages that have been shared here today. We have the power. We have the power to to determine how we react with this, whether we give in to our own fears or whether we or whether we come into some new level of understanding. And, uh, and thank you, Susan, for saying, you know, even death is a doorway uh, to another another place. So, you know, in many indigenous beliefs. The spirit world is not someplace separate. It's interpenetrating us. It's it's here with us now um, and hopefully the ancestors are giving us some wisdom and we're pleasing them. Uh, it's not easy being alive on this planet, but we have a purpose um, and and one of the best things we can ever do is to rebalance. And thank you for all these guests for, for bringing that message home. We need to become in balance with the natural. effect. fact, that's the organization, the great balance that we're blessed to have here today. I actually serve on the advisory board too. So I, I love this, this concept of coming back into balance. And thank you for the wisdom of the mamos. Uh, when Mamo Duiku speaks, he's speaking for nosotros. He's speaking for Los Mamos, all the mamos. Um, and, and his, Beach is coming through the land. I think that's the same thing for Susan and Amanda. The land is informing us. And that is a beautiful thing. That is, it's been so beautiful to be on this show and to, I'm not, I'm not going to call myself the host anymore, but I'm going to, no, maybe I'm going to change that. But anyway, thank you so much. Next week we will be joined by, uh, the, the faith keeper of the Turtle Clan of the Haudenosaunee, uh the Onondaga Nation, Orin Lyons, and will be joined by Bruce Johansson, the author of Forgotten Founders, among other books. And that will be a wonderful show, too. Thank you. Thank you again. Muchas gracias. Muchas gracias para todo. Thank you to our guests. This program, Circle for Original Thinking, is made possible by Select Books, Waterside Publishing, Bizgenix, and the Ecology Prime Media Channel. Traditional native flute music is by Orlando Secatero from The Pathways CD. The Liberty Song is by artist Ron Crowder, written by Ron Crowder, Jim Casey, and Danny Casey. Post-production editing from Scout Media Strategies. The Circle for Original Thinking is a grassroots think tank and you can go to the website www.originalthinking.us and find out more about the Circle for Original Thinking and also find the books Original Thinking and Original Politics. Thank you so much. Uh, Until next week, blessings.